Coming up on today's Locked On Big Ten, Penn State beats Michigan State. We've got a lot going on in Big Ten news off the actual playing fields and courts and everything else. And also Jim Harbaugh signs an extension to come back to Michigan. We'll talk about all of it right here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, welcome into Locked On Big Ten, and thanks for making the show your first listen every weekday for everything that you need to know on what's going on in Big Ten sports. Coming up on today's show, we've got a whole lot to get to with what went on in basketball yesterday. What's going on right now in some stuff going on off the football field and also uh, other, I guess, off the football field news. Jim Harbaugh is back, at least on paper, for a while in Michigan. We'll talk more about what that means and whether or not it actually has any value. The fact that he's signing the contract, if he can still go whenever he chooses. That's all coming up here on Locked On Big Ten. Before we get to it, though, of course, a wrap around everything that you may have missed in Big Ten scores yesterday. In Big Ten basketball, big matchups around the league on Tuesday. Number 15, Wisconsin just barely eked out a win on the road in Indiana at Assembly Hall, defeating the Hoosiers 74-69. to A huge game for both Johnny Davis and Trace Jackson Davis. The stars for both teams, 30 points apiece. But again, Wisconsin comes out just on top. Elsewhere, Minnesota got beaten badly on the road by Ohio State, the number 18 team in the country, and the Buckeyes destroying the Gophers 70-45, to the final score. And then the big surprise of the night. It seems like one comes every night of Big Ten basketball nowadays. But last night it was Penn State at home knocking off Michigan State, the number 19 team in the country. The final score, 62-58. to John Hare, he won the night in the Big Ten, the Penn State senior who quite honestly just looks like a guy who leads college basketball teams to upset wins. He did so yesterday, and I believe it was 16 points. He finished with something like that as Penn State defeats Michigan State again, 62-58, to the final score. As far as tonight around the Big Ten, only two games to tell you about. Illinois is on the road at Rutgers. Purdue is on the road at Northwestern, so two more chances at upsets. It's Road play in the Big Ten for ranked teams, and that means that it's going to be a good one. That has been the formula for a good matchup and a big upset as well this season in the Big Ten. That's a look around the scores from yesterday in the Big Ten. We do have more updates from Joe Lenardi after yesterday's action. Purdue's on the two-cell line, still Illinois, a three-seed. Wisconsin, a four in the latest bracketology. Michigan State and Ohio State still stay at that five spot, despite Michigan State losing yesterday. Uh, Michigan's now the second team out, and Rutgers has moved up into the first four teams out as the fourth team out of the NCAA tournament. That would be like team number 72, if you're looking at the field of 68. There was one note actually made by Lenardi. If you, you follow what he releases every day, he posts his top teams, bubble teams, and so on, but also has notes on like the biggest games of the day. He said if Rutgers were able to beat Illinois here tonight, the Scarlet Knights would be able to, depending on what else happened, 
get right on the edge of being that last team in the field. So he, he said he wasn't able to guarantee that Rutgers would be in the field of 68 with the win, but it would be very, very close for the Big Ten to get an eighth team into his projected field if the Scarlet Knights upset the Illini at home today. No easy task for sure. That's the way it's looking for the Big Ten, at least where things are sitting. It could be very soon that the conference actually takes the lead in projected tournament teams. We've been saying this before. It's been the Big East, the SEC, and the Big Ten, who have all pretty much been staying steady. It's seven teams each to lead the country in tournament teams throughout the entire season. Teams have gotten close to breaking into that barrier, including the Big Ten, but right now the Big Ten has two teams right there on the fringe trying to get in, and uh, nobody else... Big East or SEC really has anybody all that close yes. Yeah, Mississippi State's there kind of for the SEC, but uh or I'm sorry, for the big, it's the Big 12 and the Big East. Yeah, SEC has had like four or five teams. But again, right now Big 10 is in my opinion in the lead at least for being able to get that team in on the 8th or that 8th team in if you're just talking like overall hierarchy of which conference is best in the country. Big 12 has got a good fight for it too, but Big 10 of course as always right there. Uh, coming up here on the show, we're going to talk more about some stuff going on off the field and the football field. It's been talked about the Big Ten shrinking the size of conference games to better accommodate the alliance it now has with the Pac-12 and the ACC. But the Big Ten's a bit hesitant to do that, and we'll talk more about why that is here in a minute on Locked On Big Ten. We're in the middle of February, which means if you're still going for that New Year's resolution, you probably outlasted most of your friends and family by now. And if it happens to involve a health kick, maybe you should head on over to Built.com to make sure that you stay on track while also getting the taste and the nutrients that you're craving and need to stay in shape. Built Bar has everything that you need as far as just the straight up product. They have the protein bars, which we'll tell you more about, as well as the powders you can put into drinks. You have the like little jello gummy bear things that you just pop into your mouth real quick and convenient. But with a Built Bar, you're getting all of the nutrients you want, protein, no carbs, no sugars, none of that junk, and also getting a taste that can't be beat. We're talking about 100% chocolate in every single Built Bar, while staying under 150 calories in most cases and still pumping up more than 15 grams of proteins into every single bar as well. So if it sounds too good to be true, well, Built Bar can actually prove you wrong. Head on over to Built.com right now, use our code LOCKED15 and try out the Built Bar. You're going to be coming back for more. They've got new flavors coming out all the time for you to try. And I'm telling you, these guys have the formula down. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You got the nutrients and the taste that you can't find anywhere else at Built Bar. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten, and thanks for making the show your first listen every weekday, Monday through Friday. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson, and we're talking more about just some news that's come out in the Big Ten regarding the conference schedule on the football field. But while the news itself really isn't all that interesting, I think it is kind of interesting to touch back on the alliance that the Big Ten has made with the ACC and the Pac-12, and really what that means. Because what came out today kind of does indicate really what all this is about. So the news, if you didn't know, the Big Ten had been considering for a while shortening its conference schedule during the football season from 9 out of the 12 games they play to 8, because 
just you have more opportunities to schedule teams within the Pac-12 and ACC alliance. And that's the point of all this, right? You play more games against each other. You work together more. You accumulate more power in the college football landscape. The power that, quite honestly, the SEC had been starting to take a monopolizing control of with adding Texas and Oklahoma. A reminder that that was the reason all this happened, by the way. If nobody had started to realign conferences or anything like that, we'd probably be sitting here with just the Big Ten and no need or purpose for this alliance, which has quite honestly just been an alliance in name alone up to this point, right? It's not like these conferences are doing anything, at least so far, that is anything more than we've seen beyond just, you know, conferences communicating with one another. So... When the Big Ten comes out today and just basically says, hey, we're going to hold off on that talk of shortening the conference schedule here. We'll keep things at nine games, at least for now. To me, that's basically just saying this alliance really doesn't mean anything. Nobody's going to be willing to give up anything for the betterment of the alliance, I guess, right? The point of doing this when it happened was, again, to try and keep pace with the SEC. The Big Ten didn't want to get left behind. Neither did, of course, the Pac-12 or the ACC. So we're able to get in and be a part of this thing. But it was about making your power a little bit stronger, putting it together with the other people's power. There was no sort of talk of giving up any of the power you already had. So when that starts, and when you start talking about, well, hey, Big Ten, maybe uh, instead of playing nine conference games where you have two of your own schools making a whole bunch of money, shorten it down to eight and have one game where only one of two teams involved is from your conference, Big Ten probably not too uh, happy to do that, really, especially being the uh, most powerful of the three conferences, at least as things stand right now. Why would the Big Ten do that? Why should the Big Ten do that? It's not going to happen. And that's why when this alliance was formed, you kind of sat there and thought, okay, what is it? And when people asked that question, the answer was, it's an alliance. And we'll let you know exactly what that means later. It was something that was scrambled to be put together to again say, hey, SEC, we're right here too. But instead what it's become is already just something to be pushed to the side if it means really any sort of disadvantage or really just discomfort to what's going on with the schools within your individual conference. The alliance will never be put over the conference itself, and because of that, the alliance itself cannot be really anything powerful. When they go to the negotiating table as a unit as like a college football country and all the conferences come together to talk, then maybe we'll see some sort of, I I guess, working together. But again, that's not going to be about any sort of building what this alliance actually is. That's really just being able to say, hey, we're together on this. So, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's really all it is. Because again, nobody is ever, ever, going to go back to their schools, their group of 10, 11, 12, 
14 in the Big Ten's cases of schools and say, hey, you're going to lose a little bit of money so that we can make uh, one of these other conferences schools a little bit better. That's not why they are in the conference. The point of being in a conference as a school is to be able to have the advantages of the collective over all the other schools. So when you have these two conferences starting to try to work together while also still competing against each other, it starts to kind of bring up the question, all right, how much of an alliance is this? How much is a team, a conference willing to give to try and make this whole thing collectively more powerful? And the answer out of the Big Ten, at least today, has been, well, we're not even willing to give up half of a conference game. Again, we'll see if it ends up being anything more, but so far it has just been, again, alliance in name alone. Coming up, we're going to talk about a guy who has signed a contract extension that, again, in my opinion, is really just on paper. That's Jim Harbaugh. He's back at Michigan, and of course, Wolverine fans plenty happy about that. But what happened, and what is it going forward that Michigan fans have to be confident about with his security at Ann Arbor? We'll talk about all that in just a minute here on Locked on Big Ten. Bet online is the place to go for all of your online sports betting needs this year. It's betonline.net with a new website that the people love and all sorts of new news, podcasts, of course, ways for you to bet out there on the site too. Of course, the big game's coming up in a couple of weeks. You're going to have to get your money in on that, but baseball season's right around the corner. Basketball and hockey are still in full swing, so if you need to make sure that you're at the best place to make sure you're taking full advantage of all your smart picks, head on over to betonline.net. It's betonline.net, your place to go for all of your online sportsbook needs. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. A reminder, as always, when you tune into Locked On Big Ten, be sure to follow it up with Locked On Bets. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling have the expert picks and analysis that you need to make sure that you're staying up to date on all of the lines and odds you need to know from around sports. It is Locked On Bets presented by Bet Online, right here on the podcast network that gives you everything you need every weekday at Locked On. All right, so let's finish up the show talking about the biggest news actually just coming out here right now before we're recording. Uh, It's Jim Harbaugh going to come back to Michigan, we knew, but apparently, and according to the papers now, going to stay with the Wolverines through 2026. He has signed a five-year extension onto the end of his deal, which will keep him in Ann Arbor, again, at least on paper, for that amount of time. But what does this actually mean for the future of Harbaugh and Michigan, and really, does any of it matter? For starters, if you're a Michigan fan, I don't know how much better this extension makes you feel, right? Because to be quite honest, uh, Jim Harbaugh has always said that he's a Michigan man. He has always been, hey, I am here for this job. I left a Super Bowl team to come be the coach of the Michigan Wolverines and lead this team back to the promised land. I just did it and beat Ohio State Finally, and then all of a sudden, Michigan fans kind of felt like they got the rug pulled out from under him by Harbaugh saying he had interest in NFL jobs, then going out to see if he would have gotten the Minnesota Vikings job, then maybe he didn't really even get offered that job, and if he had, he would be out the door, but now he's back at Michigan, and you got to be wondering, okay, but for how long, right? He said that this was a one-time thing. 
that going to Minnesota and doing all of that stuff and show was all just, again, one-time deal. But it was a one-time deal that he decided to go through throughout the process of, not the, the bigger of the two, but National Signing Day. Not a great look. He said all these things and then kind of just turned around and when the opportunity came, at least took a look at going the exact opposite. It, it doesn't seem to me like much of what Jim Harbaugh says about how much he loves Michigan. And I shouldn't even say how much he loves Michigan. He obviously loves Michigan, but how much he wants to stay with that job. I don't know how you can trust any of it still. Yes, the extension means money. It means stuff on paper that is going to end up resulting in things if he decides to leave early or if the school wants to get rid of him early for that matter. But if Jim Harbaugh wants out, Jim Harbaugh still gets out. That's the point of this all. If Jim Harbaugh wants to go coach in the NFL somewhere next year, the year after that, he's going to go do it because someone will pay him the money that he wants to do it if they want him as their head coach. So I'm not feeling good about how secure Jim Harbaugh is in staying at Michigan. I'm not feeling any better, at least, because of this contract being signed that I was. The things that are going to convince me that Jim Harbaugh is staying and for good are the things that he actually does. Because he, he did a whole bunch of stuff over the course of the last few months that, in my opinion, spoke values to exactly how much he cares about being loyal to the Michigan Wolverines. I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening. But just signing this extension and saying it was a one-time thing, in my head, does not fix everything. And I'd be willing to bet Isaiah Hole says the same. Uh, we'll see if we can get him on here tomorrow to talk more about it on Locked On and Big Ten. Until then, you know this is the place to go for everything that you need to know about the conference every weekday. We'll be back tomorrow recapping games from tonight and also talking about everything that you may have missed from over the night in the Big Ten. Until tomorrow's episode, this is Nate Dickinson, Locked On Big Ten.